How are you doing? How was the dinner? How was the chili dog plate? It was good. I didn't get to eat either. Don't feel bad. Me too. That's all right. Next time. Next time. Our Wednesday nights are um, called actually equip. And I sometimes forget that's, that that's what we called it because that's what we wanted to do for believers. Like, for example, on Sundays, you know, we talk about, oh, yeah, this is when you bring your, your friends, your family, you know, in, invite them to, to um, church. And so we kind of take it easy, you know, and we try not to, like, scare them. But, like, tonight, I don't know if you notice, like, when the worship is going and there's some of us that are just crazy and just, you know, I'm one of them. You know, it's because I feel like this freedom because, man, when I think about what the Lord has done for me, what he continues to do, you know, I just, I can't help it. It's not like I'm trying to make noise or anything. I just really, I just love him so much. And I'm so thankful. So when it, when I'm one of those people, like, when I first started coming to church, my sister was like, don't come on Wednesday. Come on Sunday, but I couldn't wake up because you know I was naughty, right? So I used to like stay up late on Saturday night. So I I couldn't even make it for third service, guys. I'm gonna be real transparent with that, okay? So I used to be like, I'm a night person, so I used to come Wednesday nights, and she used to be like, No, don't come on Wednesday nights. I'd rather you come Sundays because she didn't want me to freak out because church people can be scary sometimes. And so, cause, because Wednesday nights is supposed to be for people who already believe, but we're going to learn a little bit more. Because yes, you've said yes to Jesus. Be my Lord and Savior. Yes, I believe he died for me on the cross. Yes, yes, yes. But then now what? I want to learn more. You, I've gotten here, now I want to learn more. And so that's what our Wednesday night is actually um, about. And I love Pastor Marcia's, when she spoke the other Sunday, she was talking about... Um, Go tell, make disciples, you know? And I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's true because God, our Father, wants all to be saved. So he's telling us the, the great commission, right, to go and tell everybody about me so that all my children, all my kids can be in my house in heaven forever and ever. And so go tell. But if we said, okay, so tonight, right after you guys leave, go and make disciples right now. Or tomorrow when you go to work, go make disciples at your workplace. Would you guys all be like, shoots, yeah, okay, can. Some of you, yes. Some of you are like, I already do that. Awesome, that's so good. But some of us are still like, uh, like what? Like what do you mean, go make disciples? What is that, what is that even, I don't even know. They're not going to listen, you know, and Sometimes we have this feeling like, okay, I've been coming to church for this long or whatever, and I feel, like some of us feel, the Lord telling us to, to do something else. Whether it's to serve, whether it's to seek Him more, whether it's to pray for people, whether it's, sometimes you feel that. And it's the Holy Spirit. Because you have invited Jesus into your heart. Holy Spirit, it's like, come live in my heart, Lord. So he's prompting you to, to want more of him, to learn more, to pray for others. And so when we, when we talk about making disciples, sometimes our human side gets in the way, you know, of us even learning more. We get in our own way because 
you may say things like if you've said things like, well, you know, I would, I would do more or I would learn more or I'd serve. Maybe after I retire, I have more time. Or maybe when the kids get older. Right now, they're small. Or I'm not ready because, you know, I still, I still get mad at people. I still, I still get mad in traffic. You know, I still yell at people. I still yell at my neighbors. I still whatever, whatever. Whatever it is that's holding us back. Wednesday nights is for us. It's for you guys. For you online. It's for you because you want to learn more. You want to be equipped. And so this is what it's about. We're going to get equipped so that we go, we can go and tell and then make disciples wherever we go. So tonight, holy, holy, holy. We're going to talk about that. So we are actually going to talk about holy. It's a word. I looked it up. <laughs> I had to because when I was when we were talking, I was talking with Pastor Sheldon. We were talking about Wednesday nights and everything. I heard, I heard, holy, 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 and I was like, oh, I remember that in Revelation, right? Holy, holy, holy. Okay, but it was like no, holy. Holy. And then, holy. Okay, we know this one, yeah? All right. Okay, so, holy, I looked it up, to be full of holes. Wow, big shock there, cat. I had to actually look it up. Don't. I did, because I just wanted to be sure. If I'm going to come up here, and speak in front of you all, I better be sure. I looked it up. So it is to be full of holes. Holy, completely, entirely, and to the fullest extent. And holy, belonging to, derived from, sacred, set apart. And so tonight, this is what we're talking about. Holy, holy, holy. So I'm talking about holes, right? Like a boat. A boat cannot sail if it's full of holes, right? Like if we were to go on a journey and the boat was the way to go, we could not sail, we could not leave if it was full of holes. We'd have to deal with the damages. We'd have to repair the holes. I mean, the, the journey would just be doomed to fail. There's no way that you could set sail. So why do we try and live our lives and do this journey called life when we may have holes that we have not dealt with yet? When we have holes, whether it's in our hearts, unresolved issues in our lives, that's causing you to pause and not move forward, you have a holy life. It could be stopping us from even growing. Like, okay, I believe in the Lord, yay, I'm doing my devotions, yay, I'm reading the Bible, I'm doing all these things, and then all of a sudden it stops. You ever felt like you kind of plateaued and it's like, hey, What's, what's next? And everybody else is like, oh yeah, more, 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 Lord, more. And you're like, more? Like where else can I go? Like there's something stopping you from, from being, from just growing. Because listen, God is not done with us. It's not like we came to church, we received the Lord, we gave you a diploma and we said, okay, you're good now. You know, it's like, no, it's an ongoing till the day I die, I hope to keep growing till the day I die and God says, okay, you're done. You know, it's all about keeping, keeping of um, growing more of him, less of me, because I am human and I need more of Jesus. 
every day, every day. So when I first started um, with the worship team, I remember I would sing and I'd just be like, me, I'd be so like shaking, just shaking up here and just like with the microphone and I'd just stand like this and I would just sing. And then the people would be like, hey, Kat, <laughs> can you like relax a little when you're up there? Like, what is going on? And I was like, well, you know, it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking being up here on stage. It's not an easy thing. Okay, and then as, you know, the months went by, then I started moving a little. Because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm because they were like, think about what you're doing. You're not just singing a song. You're worshiping the Lord. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and I started to really get into it because I love worship. So I really started to get into it. And just when I thought I was doing really well, the pastor um, at that time, he came over and he goes, hey, what's up with you? And I was like, what? What do you mean? He goes, something's holding you back. And I was like, what? And this person said, you know, I can tell that you're a worshiper and that you have said you're so thankful to the Lord, but what is stopping you from just worshiping? What is stopping you from growing? And I had to really pray about it and come to the Lord and ask. And, I, and it, to tell you the truth, it was issues that I didn't deal with. Even as a Christian, it was past ghosts. It was holes in my heart. It was unforgiveness. It was shame. There was some guilt that I was still holy about, and I didn't deal with it. And I was afraid that if I was up here doing this, praising the Lord, and somebody from my past walks in the door that knows me from back then, and then I see them, and I'll be like, because I didn't deal with that. That's obvious, because it still haunted me. We have to deal with the holes in our life if we're going to move forward. And we can tell when, when we haven't moved forward if we see that person that there's a, a strange relationship with and we still feel that, or that, oh, I don't want to talk to that person. There's still unresolved feelings there. We're human, we're going to have feelings, but there's still something there that we haven't dealt with. When I think about someone plagued or haunted, I think of Mary Magdalene in the Bible. Now, Mary Magdalene, we see in Luke chapter 8, Jesus is traveling from town to town and preaching the good news. With him are the 12 disciples, right? And then in verse 2, in Luke 8, verse 2, it says, And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases were following him. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, was with him. Seven demons had come out. Seven demons were plaguing this woman. Not to be confused with Mary, because in chapter 7, they talk about Mary that was the one wiping his feet with her hair and all that. That's not the Mary. Or Mary, whose brother Lazarus. We're talking about Mary from Magdala, little ancient town, um, the shores of the Sea of Galilee. This is where she's from. It's like saying Cat Hilo, because that's where she was from. So Mary Magdalene, so it's Cat Hilo. 
Sounds weird, but that's, that's what it was. Anyway, but imagine this guy, this poor lady, seven demons. Guys, picture your wife, your daughter, your mother, somebody, female, on their worst day. We know which day we're talking about. <laughs> or maybe a woman who's in her 50s in a season where she's always running hot. Now imagine this, picture this person. Don't look at anybody next to you. <laughs> Just picture this person now on their worst day. Times a hundred. Times seven. Because sometimes with women on our worst days, it's like, ooh, you got some demons on you, man. She had seven. This is like for real stuff. She had seven demons. Do you like talk about living a holy life? Do you like talk about issues? You want to talk about somebody that could not move forward, could not even hold a regular conversation. She couldn't even speak to people normally. She wasn't just grouchy. She wasn't just unhappy. She wasn't just hurt. She had seven demons plaguing her. And she had to have somebody deal with it who was Jesus. Jesus repaired the holes, her issues, so that she could move forward. And look what she went on to do. I mean, she devoted her. After that, she went. He released her. She followed him. And she gave her whole life, holy now, unto him. We come to the second holy. Holy unto him. I mean, Mary Magdalene, this lady that was crazy, I mean, she was walking around just, blah, 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 you know, like, and maybe like talking to herself, like, oh, yes, you did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You said that. I didn't. Stop it. Stop it. Like, for real. Like, not to make fun. Like, I'm serious. We see people like that. We're like, whoa. Whoa. Right? But she had seven. And the Lord released her from that. Jesus while he was in human form now, released her. Mary Magdalene went on to witness Jesus' crucifixion in Matthew 27, 56, his burial in Mark 15, 47, and witness his resurrection in John 20, 11 through 18. That same lady that had the seven demons went on to do all these things, devote holy her life unto him. She even financed him. She used her finances to follow him and help him do his thing. That same Jesus, Hebrews 13, 8, it's even up here. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's read it together. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That same Jesus that released her of seven demons is the same Jesus that when we pray, that's who we call upon. When we, see, when we say break every chain, that is the same Jesus that loves you and I, that gave his life for you and I. That's the same Jesus. But God has given us free will, so we need, we had to what? Choose Jesus. He didn't just come into our lives. He didn't just jump in us and possess us. He, we had to invite him into our lives, didn't we? We had to do that salvation prayer. We had to say, Jesus, be my Lord. 
We need to choose whether we hang on to our issues, our demons. So our point, our first point for tonight is to let the Lord repair the holes. We need to choose to let the Lord heal us because we can hang on to some stuff, right? We can hang on to guilt, anger, shame. If there's somebody that you're not talking to right now from your family, your past, your friends, and it's not because they moved away, it's because of a division. Something is being hung on to. We can't go forward. We can't even leave the port because there's still holes in our boat. So we got we to gotta invite him in. We got to let him heal us. We need to be released, but we need to ask him to release us. And we really want to be repaired. And the way that Jesus repairs, he doesn't just fix the holes. He doesn't just repair like you ever had a roof that was leaky and you repaired it and it was okay after that? The way the Lord heals and repairs, he doesn't fix your life. He gives you a new life. You're a new creation. Imagine that. Not a dented car that gets repaired. A new car. Not a repaired roof, a brand new roof. That is our lives when we say, Lord, be my Lord and Savior. We have new lives. Mary Magdalene didn't have a fixed life. She was given a fresh start. She wasn't holy. She devoted her life wholly onto him. So our second point is to devote your heart wholly to the Lord. Why should we devote ourselves wholly to the Lord? Not just some, maybe even most, because he's the Lord, because he's given us a new life. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. I think I want to follow and de devote my heart to Jesus wholly because of that alone. That's crazy. You ever tried cooking shoyu chicken, with the chicken, shoyu, vinegar, water, garlic, ginger, green onions, and sesame seed. Eight different ingredients, but what is missing? Sugar. That one ingredient, sugar, is missing. Would it matter if you just left it out? Oh, yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. So when I say, like, we follow him wholly, we give ourselves wholly, not just some of us, it's because it matters. It matters if we devote ourselves wholly or partially. I mean, gamers, if you're playing a game online with your friends and you're on a team, you know when somebody's not fully playing their home, right? You know, and you know who it is. It matters. It makes a difference. Parents, how we love our children, how we sacrifice for them, how we gave them, we, we clothe them, we provide for them, we sacrifice our sleep for them. Do we want them to kind of like us? It matters. He deserves our whole worship unto him. He gave his life for us so that we could have life eternal. Thanks, Jesus. Kind of dig you now. You're all right. No. <laughs> for eternity. So that's why it's like, man, that's why when I worship, I'm like, chee, sometimes, because I am all in. I am all in. I'm human, though, so I'm not like that all the time, every day. Right, honey? There's, a, there's bad days. We all have bad days. 
well, we come church on Wednesdays and Sundays, and we keep going, right, right, and we pray. All right, okay. Where was I? Okay, so my third point is to live holy because God is holy. Holy. So at this point, I would like to call up Antichrist Kipili'i to elaborate more on that because if it's one thing that I've learned, people always say, really good leaders say, always su surround yourself with people smarter than you. Yeah. So I do. But I really, um, I really wanted her to come up because this scripture that I'm going to read, 1 Peter 1, 14 through 16, it says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, Be holy because I am holy. And so can we welcome Antichrist Kipili'i? My translation says on there, did you put the scripture up? Be, be holy for I am holy. Do you want to sit down? No, I'm fine. Okay. Thanks. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. fine. It's just okay. that I'm using New King James and you're using NIV. That's okay. But I like that be holy for I am holy. And what we're told in the word is we can perfect holiness. It doesn't say we can be perfect. It says we can perfect it. It means we can work at it. But there's a way to do that. We have a model, Jesus Christ. So let's look at the word holy, which Kat referenced. In Hebraic, the concept in Hebrew is to be set apart. We are set apart for God to do, advance his kingdom. Just like God is set apart, our God is set apart from all other gods. So when we said yes to Jesus, he entered into our heart, right? But there is uh, an invitation past just salvation. I shouldn't say just salvation because salvation is wonderful. <laughs> but we're supposed to start growing. And according to this verse that Kat just read, as obedient children you were no longer to conform to the desires of the world. We are new creations. We are supposed to change. Fleshly habits are supposed to be left behind, and we are supposed to be working on holiness. Okay. Kat referenced Mary Magdalene. And certainly, yes, she was full of holes of those demons. And yes, she was made whole with Jesus. But there was something more. She was probably in the upper room when Jesus told them to go and wait because they were going to be empowered. I mean, every one of those disciples who became apostles laid their lives down. Why? Because they were empowered to do so. That is a great power, and so was Mary empowered. She was working on her holiness from this point. Now, when I was, um, when Kat first asked me about this, and we talked about it on Sunday, and I asked, I went into prayer and asked the Lord, do you have a word for me to give to the congregation? And first of all, he said, I want the more. 
Okay, what do, what do you mean by more? He said, expansion. I said, oh, you mean uh, you want me to tell the people that there's going to be more people filling up these chairs and it's, uh, we're going to go out into the community, we're going to expand that way? He said, that's probably true, but that's not what I have for you tonight. What he meant was expansion in you, your heart. You may have holes in your heart, but you have salvation. Most people who come on Wednesday night are saved. And we want the more. So the more is going to come. When we say, uh, when we say we want everything he has for us, we need, we need to empty ourselves of those things that are holding us back to make room for the more of the Holy Spirit. So that's our prayer tonight, basically. Expand us and develop our holiness. So I'm going to read to you 1 John 4.17. It says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Everyone who is saved can stand before is safe in, on the day of judgment because as he is so are we in the world wow so as he is that's Jesus so are we in the world hey guys that's quite an empowerment he's inviting us into that okay so Acts 1.8 that particular scripture is uh, right, well, right before that is when Jesus tells the disciples to go. He's been with them for 40 days teaching them. He tells them now, after the resurrection, he says, go and wait. Go and wait, and you will be empowered. Of course, they don't know it's only going to be 10 days, but they go and they wait and pray and wait and pray. And then the last words, though, in, in Acts 1-8 that Jesus says to them is, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, that wasn't just for the Jews. That applies to us, too. What is your Jerusalem? It's probably your family maybe extended family this is where you should shine very very brightly what's your Judea it's probably our community our state possibly the things we're familiar with our culture that things that we're familiar with is our Judea we're supposed to shine bright as witnesses well what's our Samaria well the Jews didn't particularly like the Samaritans so it was, uh, they weren't comfortable there. Jesus went there, and he took his disciples there, and he met the woman at the well, and she became quite a disciple. Well, what's our Samaria? It's those places we don't really want to go, where everybody doesn't agree with us, or they don't see things the same way we do. Those are the places that we get to love. We get to be the light. And what's the outer... The outer ends of the earth. 
Well, that's if you're called to be a missionary or if you're called to seed into those people who are out there doing that work. We have every opportunity to be his witnesses as it said in that verse. Can I simply say this? <clears throat> Being baptized with the Holy Spirit is when a person, usually already a believer, receives extraordinary spiritual power for Christ-exalting living and Christ-exalting ministry. Now, my own experience, I um, was brought up in a church turned away at 15 the world this is the 60s the world was very loud and I was listening and I didn't come back to the Lord till 1977 and my husband came three years later but it was I was I mean I was saved yes I was saved but when I was baptized with the Holy Spirit power I was I was I knew I'd never ever walk another path I had just this newfound power to um, walk by the Spirit. Now did I, <clears throat> as Kat was saying, yes, we slip up. And the thing is, one of the marvelous things about God, <laughs> the way he made us, is we leak. We leak Holy Spirit, and we have to always ask for a new infilling. That's that's just the way God made us. And the reason that is, is because he wants us to be conscious of his presence. So when we sing these songs about filling me again, Lord, that's exactly what he's referring to. Fill me again. So I'm going to um, give you a little picture with hula hoops. Okay. Can we get the hula hoops? So that was like my story. But... All right, let's do this. No? Not this way? Okay. If you can do it, have at it. <laughs> I could not. When she asked me earlier, can you, do, can you help me with the hula hoops? I'm like, nope. I said, my granddaughter's here. She can probably do it, but I... Uh, okay. You hold those two. This is your soul, okay? One of these is your mind, one is your emotions, and one is your will. All right? And so we've... And this center part. Let me lift it up. No, no. Okay. You can lift it up, but don't. Okay. This part here, where I put the microphone, that is your spirit. Okay, your spirit. When you say yes to Jesus for salvation, he enters your spirit. Okay? I reckon it too like a house. When you, and we, we are the house right the dwelling place of the holy spirit it's like i give him the back bedroom or maybe the living room or maybe the kitchen some place in the house but when i'm filled with the holy spirit i give him the whole house and this is what happens if these different rings represent the mind and the will and the emotions as i give more and more to the lord they start collapsing and you see how the Holy Spirit takes over my soul? And then your, your, your emotions align with the Holy Spirit. Your will aligns with the Holy Spirit. 
Your mind aligns with the Holy Spirit. Okay, I hope that's a, a good picture for you. So, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 is the fruit of the Spirit. These are the attributes we're supposed to have. Love, joy, peace, kindness, oh no, patience, oh wow, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, oh and here's a biggie, self-control. All of this is possible with the, with the Holy Spirit. Those attributes are Christ-like attributes, and we're supposed to grow in them. Okay, the fruit is to be grown in our lives every bit as much as the gifts should be shown through us. Now, 1 Corinthians 7, uh, no, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, lists a whole bunch of gifts that are given to us through the Holy Spirit for the edification of the church. And I think Pastor will probably be teaching on these in the future days. Mm -hmm. But you know what? If you want some homework and you want to study it a little bit, um, there's revelation gifts like words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits. There's power gifts like faith, healing, and the working of miracles. And there's vocal gifts like prophecy, uh, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. Study those. Then you'll be all ready for it when pastor teaches about it. But the bottom line is, for us here tonight, it boils down to one thing. Asking. Ask to be filled. Ask to be refilled. And receive the infilling or the baptizing or the fullness. There's all kinds of terms for the, of the Holy Spirit. That's all it takes is asking. So why don't we do that tonight? Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And part of this prayer is, uh, hmm, I'm going to have you repeat some things, and then I'm going to talk and have you consider things. Now, I'd kind of like you to stand up for this. These are one of the moments that as believers if we're feeling like we don't want to be holy h-o-l-e-y anymore and it doesn't have to be and i don't mean totally broken like oh my life's a wreck i don't mean that it, even if it's just one thing one thing that is stopping you here instead of just soaring with the lord holy wholeheartedly tonight we want to get rid of all of that you don't have to tell us what it is. Online, you can participate with this because you, the Holy Spirit is not confined by technology. The Holy Spirit will move. So we want you to really consider in your heart what is, what is up, what is the whole? Is there a whole? You don't have to confess it out loud to us. You can if you want. But the main thing is that to be willing to let the Lord repair you.
that, that one thing even. Okay, so I'm going to have you kind of put your hands out to receive. It's just an outward expression of something you want to happen. And repeat these words after me. Jesus, Jesus, I want to receive, I want to receive what you promised. What you promised. You would give to those, you would give to those who desired to follow you. Who desired to follow you. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. The infilling of the Holy Spirit. Help me make room for the more in help my me, life. Help me make room for the more in my life. Okay, now you don't have to repeat after me, just listen. I want you to reflect inwardly on these words. To receive the fullness we long for, we we've we must ask and we just did but now we're going to ask the Lord to bring to our mind any negative judgments we've held on to anything we may have said or made fun of of anyone who demonstrated any manifestation or evidence of the Holy Spirit in their lives Now we're going to ask the Lord to break any chains that we have in our lives, chains of bad attitudes, chains of habits. To break off the status quo mentality. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we want to grow in your own heart I ask that you would repent repent of any unforgiveness repent in your heart for participating in anything you know anything that is against the word of God my heart with your powerful blood with your powerful blood I surrender my spirit I surrender my spirit my soul and my body my soul and my body to you right now to you right now and I ask you by faith and I ask you by faith to baptize me to baptize me and fill me with your Holy Spirit and fill me with your Holy Spirit thank you for drawing me into thank you for drawing me into deeper intimacy with you deeper intimacy with you I want all you have for me I want all you have for me I welcome you into the deepest parts of my heart I welcome you into the deepest parts of my heart and I give you permission and I give you permission to take control of my will to take control of my will my emotions my emotions and my mind and my mind Fill me with your power. Fill me with your power. And the fruit of your spirit. And the fruit of your spirit. 
So you are evident in me. So you are evident in me. Be glorified in and through me. Be glorified in and through me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can sit down. Oh, no, you don't know. Keep standing. Keep standing. I'm sorry. While that is happening, I think we're going to sing a song again with the break every chain. But I just want to say this one thing. Sometimes when that is happening, you may have felt like a tingling in your hands. You may have felt a, a warmth come over your body, which is often what the Holy Spirit does. You may even have felt a heaviness of some kind. The fact that the Lord brought things to mind that you could repent of is paramount to knowing that the Holy Spirit resides within you. This is a beautiful thing. And the other thing that we're going to be learning more about is the evidence so often of, of uh, the filling of the Holy Spirit is speaking in, in a tongue or having a prayer language. Now, uh, if you began to feel something rising up in you, I ask you to go home and say, Lord, I want that. I want all you have for me, all, everything. Now, it doesn't mean you have to do that to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is our denomination believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the evidence of speaking in tongues. And so let's ask for that. Let's do it. You will be surprised how your prayers will explode and you will truly have an expansion in your heart. So for me, all I want to say is one more verse, and that is 2 Corinthians 13, 14. I'm going to say it out of the message, and it is the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Auntie Chris. For those of you, you're feeling like this is it. I want more. I'm so tired of carrying around that, that baggage, that, that fear, whether it's addiction, whether it's a, a worry, whether it's a, an offense, whether it's something that, that you're ashamed of. I'm a mom, so I can say this to you guys. Enough already. Enough. The Lord is saying, I am your father and I love you. Jesus died for our sins and he is not keeping count. So enough. Enough already. If you need help with it, cry out to the name of Jesus and break those chains. Break the chains. Break the chains. Our worship team, come on. Because there is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Lift it up to him. There is power. 
If you want to come forward and you want to kneel, come forward and kneel and give it up to Him. If you want to come forward and you just want to say, Lord, this is me. This is what I have. Give it up to Him. If you want to come forward to Antichrist, have a prayer over you, by all means, go ahead. Sing this in our
Bless you online. We love you.